The peace of Christ be with you. Thank you for returning that peace. I was nervous for a moment that I might have to shake the dust off my feet. I'm glad that I don't. In many religions and cultures, there are greetings of peace shared with one another. Our Hindi-speaking relatives greet others with namaste, meaning the divine in me sees the divine in you. Our Muslim brothers and sisters greet others with assalamu alaikum, meaning peace be upon you. Common Hebrew speakers today share a greeting of mashalem, or how is your peace? Literally, how is your shalom? The biblical concept of shalom is much deeper than simply the absence of war or conflict. Shalom is wholeness or completeness. It's the restoration of what is broken or incomplete. Shalom can be used as a verb to make or bring shalom. If warring nations were to make shalom together, it was not simply that they would cease fighting, but that they would each work for the well-being of the other. Shalom can connote this broader concept of holistic well-being for all of humanity, but it can also refer to our own inner well-being and wholeness. For this mission, Jesus instructs his disciples that if anyone is there who shares in shalom, your shalom will rest on that person. Your shalom, your personal shalom will rest upon that person. I've heard this scripture many times, but this was a nuance I caught for the first time in this study. The disciples are bringing the message that the kingdom of God has come near. And how do these households experience that? Through the inner shalom and well-being that the disciples are sharing with them. And the receiving of hospitality and the breaking of bread together across ethnic lines, and the healing of the sick. The households that the disciples visit come to know that the kingdom of God has drawn near through the peace that the disciples would share, their peace. Their peace, which allows them to travel vulnerably, receive hospitality graciously, and practice healing the sick, reveals to others that the kingdom of God has drawn near. I like to think that the disciples had cultivated an inner shalom rooted and grounded in their understanding of the Prince of Shalom, that it was their understanding of Jesus that allowed them to travel so vulnerably with bravery instead of fear, which allowed them to be receivers of hospitality from unlikely sources, and which empowered them to leave graciously from those places which rejected them instead of commanding retribution. The disciples were sharing their shalom but it's a well-being informed by the Prince of Shalom, whose peace passes understanding, whose peace is not empty but restorative, whose peace challenges the status quo in the name of reconciliation, whose peace is not lazy or simple but active and engaging. The disciples may have been in a vulnerable, fearful position to travel with nothing and to rely on the hospitality of those who had been hostile, but because of the Shalom of Christ, their shalom passed understanding and modeled the shalom community that Jesus was proclaiming. So, mashalem, how is your shalom, friends? How is your well-being? Because I know that many people find themselves in vulnerable, fearful positions these days. I receive emails weekly from people seeking Richmond Hill as a place of housing, And I feel really heavy responding that this isn't just an apartment complex, but a calling on earth through mutual discernment, 
The housing crisis is real. The city is demolishing Creighton Court, a source of public housing, and is not seeking to replace that housing one for one. Families are being priced out of living in their neighborhoods. People are vulnerable. People are fearful. No matter where, yourself, where you find yourself after the decision of Roe v. Wade, this will, likely, this will also likely impact women's and birthing people's abilities to plan their families as legislation is emerging to limit their ability to do that even through birth control or contraception. People are vulnerable. People are fearful. We still read about and experience the terror of police killing beloved black bodies senselessly. We see headlines of continued mass shootings at parades or malls or parks. Our own streets experience senseless gun violence at restaurants and street corners. People are vulnerable. People are fearful. Gas prices leave people rationing food or cutting family trips, all which contribute to health and well-being. Loved ones are still getting COVID and enduring the pain and the isolation that comes with it. We mourn the loss of family members and loved ones and feel the heartbreak of deep loss. People are vulnerable. People are fearful. So how is your shalom? How is your well-being? Are you drinking water? Are you breathing deep? Are you eating well? How is your sleep? Are you centering yourself in the Prince of Peace to face this world which so desperately needs shalom, peace, healing, wholeness? We are called to be people of God's peace, and this does not diminish or ignore any of the realities that I named. We live in this world, but we know that there is more, and we hope for more, because we follow Jesus who proclaims the kingdom of God, a community of shalom. We're called to move through the world sharing the wholeness we have found through Jesus with everyone that we meet. A few weeks ago, I shared a quote from Mother Teresa with the Richmond Hill staff and residents as we gathered for a staff meeting. One of my favorite quotes from her goes, Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Seeking the wholeness of God's created world of humanity begins with our small actions every day. Oshita Moore, who is a preacher and author of books like Shalom Sisters and Dear White Peacemaker, works to make peacemaking a tangible daily practice. She shares some of these small peacemaking ways grounded in love, saying, With eyes that have seen the beauty of the kingdom of God, we translate its shalom in our lives in small but important ways. The laundry done for a single mom, the listening ear to a hurting child, the benefit of the doubt for an angry friend. These everyday practice of peace are brilliant flickers of light that drive away the darkness. We know that peacemaking happens in the ordinary. Her Shalom Sista Manifesto begins with the proclamation of seeking to be peacemakers living wholeheartedly in a broken-hearted world. Seeking Shalom is living wholeheartedly in a broken-hearted world with small daily acts rooted in a great big love. In last week's Luke's passage, Jesus travels near to Samaritan town, which ends up rejecting him. His disciples, James and John, ask him, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy them? And Jesus rebukes them. His instructions for the mission of the 70 are much different. Not only is Jesus asking his Jewish disciples to cross boundaries into Gentile towns and villages, 
but he is asking them to bring a greeting of shalom. Jesus is asking his disciples to take what has been broken by humanity, the separation of Jews and non-Jews, and seek to restore and repair those relationships. Being followers of the Prince of Peace calls us to be people who seek peace and pursue it, who ask about the peace of others, and who work to make peace in a broken world. It's different than keeping the peace, as warring countries might proclaim to do, but truly seeks the flourishing of all of humanity, regardless of boundaries, race, ethnicity, gender, class, status, or any kind of division created by human hands. Making peace often puts us in a vulnerable position, as with the mission of the 70, who took no money, extra clothes, or even extra shoes with them, but were at the mercy of others. They were lambs in the midst of wolves. Peacemaking requires humility, patience, and the bearing with one another in love. Ma Shalem. How is your shalom, beloveds? Will the households and dinner tables you frequent experience the community of shalom when you draw near? Do the store clerks and the janitors and bus drivers see the Prince of Peace when you come by? How do the children from all nations experience the kingdom of God with your words and actions? May you carry the peace of Christ, the shalom of Christ, wholeheartedly to a broken-hearted world. May humanity experience the peace of Christ which passes understanding when you come into their lives. And may you move like a lamb, inspired by the lamb who laid down his life for his friends. The peace of Christ be with you. Amen. Amen.